Welcome to Third Way Thinking, brought to you by Reverend Ryan Canaday and Gargi Agarwala. This podcast is designed to help you do life better and find heart-led solutions to everyday obstacles and struggles. You know when a pastor and a yogi host a podcast together that the topic of meditation and prayer has got to be covered at some point. So much so that we actually are going to do our first three-part series. This is new for us, it's an experiment. But we are going to try out really breaking down and breaking into this topic of prayer and meditation. We are going to unpack and get clearer about what prayer and meditation are, uh, what they're not, what the differences are, if there are any, and why engaging in them matter. So Ryan, can you first kick it off and tell us about your perspective on prayer? Yes. Uh, let me back up for just a moment, though, first. As Gargi said, this is going to be a three-part series, uh, so they will be the next three podcasts. Today will just be a large overview, but before we get into prayer and meditation, I want to highlight for you all a live event that Gargi and I will be doing. We are super excited about this. We're calling it Meeting Yourself Where You Are, and it will be May 16th here in the Denver area. Uh, at a brewery. It's called Living the Dream. So again, May 16th, uh, that's a Wednesday evening from 6.30 to 9. You can get your tickets online at Eventbrite. Uh, Tickets are $30 online. If you show up at the door, it's $35. It's going to be a fun, interactive evening. We're looking forward to it. It is our only live event of the year. Uh, Hey, at this brewery, they have uh, a food truck that is on site, so come and have dinner, uh, craft beers, kombucha, everything on tap. It's going to be a good time. I hope you plan on joining us again Wednesday, May 16th. So let's get back to prayer and meditation. Uh, here's what I've noticed. Lots and lots of people, uh, when they start talking to me about prayer or their prayer life, there is a deep-seated frustration because in their minds they have told themselves that um, prayer is about trying to uh, get this big divine being up there somewhere and it's always up there somewhere trying to get this big divine being to act in their favor Uh, oftentimes about manipulating this divine being to get the present or the future to uh, go the way they want it to go Uh, And then the question becomes, what happens when it doesn't go that way? What happens when you pray for so-and-so to live, but they still die? What happens when you um, pray for healing for a certain situation and healing doesn't occur, it just gets worse? Or it doesn't happen the way you expected Expected, it. Yes. And so it's about these unmet expectations and prayer. And and so what I've noticed is whenever it's about trying to reach a God or divine being up there somewhere and trying to get him, and it's usually him, to hear our voice, then we can quickly become weary of the whole project. And people, what I've noticed is lots of people just give up on it. It has no more role in their life. And so here's what I would encourage people to do. Find a definition of prayer and meditation that works for you. Now, I don't think we can just come up with one singular definition and say, that's what it is. There, I've got it. I mean, the second we try to put it in a box, then 
we, we, we miss it, right? But here's the definition I'm working with today. Uh, it could change. It's, it's, of course, bigger than this. But here's what I'm working with. Prayer is those moments when you realize that you are already connected to God, that you are already connected to the divine energy that is flowing in our midst. Then you tap into those moments and that energy. So for me, it is all about connection. There was a, a writer in the New Testament scriptures in the Bible, and he spoke of this God who, um, in this God, we live and move and have our being. That's the way I look at it, this divine energy. So whatever you refer to that thing is, that thing that's bigger than yourself, whether that's uh, God, divine, uh, uh, the universe, the thing that's bigger than you, what, I don't care what you name it, what you label it, what you call it, but what is that? And how do you tap into that energy that is flowing all around us? It was so fascinating. Uh, just last week I was meeting in my office here, meeting with... Uh, a lady who was requesting prayer because she was going in to have surgery the next morning. And she came in with her husband, and, and when we were talking, I asked her, I said, what do you want prayer for? We were talking about the very nature of prayer. What, what do you want prayer for, and how, how should we pray? And she started talking about this experience she had in the past, and she said, you know, last time I went into surgery, this whole community was praying for me, and they were sending me their thoughts and prayers and good vibes. And she said, I could actually feel it. Mm. I could feel their prayers because there's something about the way it connects us. Mm. And so it's the moments, it's the times we tap into that energy. We feel it and it brings a, an aliveness out of us, a, an aliveness that you can't always articulate, but it's like, boom, it's so there. It's like so real. So let me tell one other story. Um, for Christmas... I bought Tammy, my wife, concert tickets to a band called Blue October, a band I knew nothing about, but I knew she liked this band. And it was actually the lead singer of Blue October. His name is Justin Furstenfeld. And he was playing at uh, the Soil Dove Underground. It's one of our favorite concert venues. It's small. It's quaint. Uh, I knew nothing about his story, so I had no clue what we were in for. And we're sitting there, and he comes. He, he called this his... Um, his open uh, storybook tour. So it was like his story, it was so awesome. What he did was he'd play a song, then share a story, play a song, and then share a story about why mm -hmm. he wrote that song. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And about halfway through, um, he started talking about God and spiritual matters. And it's like, who does this? Like, who do, like in the secular world, who does this? And when he did it, the entire venue went silent. I mean, you could hear you could a pin drop. drop yeah. It was amazing. And so he told this story about how he found connection to God. And I thought it was so powerful. It's like, man, when he told this story, that's exactly it. Like he put it into words for me. Uh, so I want to share with you this story he told. Uh, again, I, I didn't know this before going in and finding out it was kind of cool. He, he shared his story of recovery. And he said... Um, he said, I was 73 days into rehab. I had thrown my life away. I had given everything to drug and alcohol addiction. 73 days into rehab, and I get up early that morning, 5 o'clock in the morning before everyone else, and I went out on the porch with my cigarette and a black cup of coffee because they weren't going to take these two things from me. And I went outside, and I'm having this conversation with God somewhere up there, 
and I'm shouting at God, God, if you're real, how come you don't come into my life like you are everyone else's life around me? And I'm so tired of hearing everyone around me talk about how they've found their higher power and how they've found God and, and how come I'm not experiencing this? And, and God, if you're real, then make that squirrel jump from that tree to that tree. And of course, nothing. And he says, God, if you're real, then, then make that bush catch on fire. Amazing. Nothing. And he talks about this bee that's flying and buzzing around his head this whole time. Bzzz, and it's landing on his head. Bzzz, and he's getting so angry at this bee because he came outside to do business with God. And, and God, we're going to get this taken care of. And this bee keeps buzzing around. And it starts buzzing around the corner of the porch. Bzzz, and there's a there's a can in the corner of the porch. He looks down, and this can literally says "bee killer." Mm. I know for you having a, a I'm a beekeeper. <laughs> a beekeeper. This is not a good this story. Not a good story. <laughs> so there's this can in the porch, in the corner of the porch, and it says "bee killer." And this bee bzz, is Let's hitting his head on this can, bzz, and he lands on this can. And so Justin has a conversation with this bee, and he says, "You stupid bee." Why are you trying to get in there? I mean, you just saw all your other homies go in there and they don't come out, they die. And he's, and he pauses for like 30 seconds. And, and again, you could hear a pin drop. And he says, oh my goodness, if that's who you are, if it's that simple, then I get it. Then I get it. I'm free. I don't have to go in there. And he talked about connecting with God and I thought this is the best way to think about connection and prayer it had nothing to do with him saying the right words or him having the right way to think about it it was about pure connection of realizing his freedom mm-hmm. and I thought what a beautiful story that oh my goodness I'm free I don't have to give my life to all the stuff that steals life I'm free from all of that so when I think about prayer that is a very real and helpful category for me. What are the things that remind me of my freedom? What are the moments when I can tap into that, that divine energy and say, oh, I'm free. I don't have to go there anymore. Whatever that thing is. Wow. I, um, when you're talking and you're telling the story, uh, I think about when he's sort of shouting at God and I think we've all been there as well yeah. though the type of prayer yeah. where we are pleading begging and as you said earlier trying to manipulate an outcome yeah. and saying if you could only just do this for me then I'll do this for you and then I'll be a good girl or I will I promise to do this if you could just sort this out for me with your higher-ups and you know it's just yeah. um, so tit-for-tat kind of you do this for me and I'll do this for you yeah talk to us about that yeah, so um, in those moments, and, and and again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think we all do it, and I think that's part of the human experience, that we, we have to do that. We have to shake our fists at God and say, why is this happening? You do it, and then I'll do it. You behave a certain way, and I'll behave a certain way. So it becomes all about this exchange. And think about what happens, though, if that's all we do. If that's what we reduce the divine to. Mm-hmm. It's a transaction, a not transaction. a relationship. Yes. And that's what I want to get away from, that thinking about God and thinking about my life with the universe in only ways that are transactional rather than relational. I love that way of looking at it. So how can we be 
how can we do that and still be brutally honest with our lives and where we are and shout those things out when we need to, but also be in that balance of being reminded that it is relational and it's about connecting in healthy ways. Well, for me, that is through this practice of meditation. Meditation allows me to access prayer and that energy that you're talking about. So maybe meditation is the path to prayer or a practice of prayer. Um, It is, and let's just first dispel the myth that meditation is linked to any one culture or religion. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. It's a practice found in traditions from Christianity, Native American beliefs, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism, and Islam. So it's a human thing. It's not a religious thing, but I think a lot of people get caught up with meditation being an Eastern mystic. Yeah. Kind of deal. Absolutely. And then you get religious groups start thinking they have the market on how to pray and how to connect. And anytime that happens, uh, <laughs> it brings a visceral reaction in me and, and it, to reject it. Well, no one group has the market on this stuff. I like the way you framed it earlier. You said, let's all of us find our own definition of prayer. Yeah. Because it's like me saying you will like strawberry ice cream when you hate strawberry ice cream. It's, it's personal. Yeah. And so is our definition of prayer and meditation as well. Yeah. So what I love about meditation is there's so many different types uh, of connecting. So there's a loving kindness meditation, for example. And this is if you wanted to increase your compassion, either for yourself or for others. There is a meditation of mindfulness, which is using your senses to get out of your head. So there's so many different paths. You can pick your flavor. You can pick the practice that you're looking for that day. I really like that. I like variety. I can't repeat the same thing Mm -hmm. always. So I like that in meditation, there's lots of a different grab bag of approaches. You know, meditation really is a way to be more present with yourself so that you can access that inherent wisdom with a bit more clarity. And I think that's what just Justin did. He was accessing his own wisdom with a bit more clarity. Yeah. And And I love how you call it inherent wisdom. We all have this. You don't have to go to some religious school or spiritual school. You don't have to take classes on this. We all have this inherent wisdom that I think from a young age, we were actually taught not to tap into it. And so we have to remind ourselves, to, we have to almost go back to the childlike way of tapping into that wisdom that, that we've been given. Well, it's like a path back and meditation yeah. can be a path back to that in- inherent wisdom. That's what it is for me. And, you know, it's really a practice for responsiveness and resiliency to all possibility rather than linking it to a specific outcome. Because I find when I pray, I use that old form of, please, could you do this for me? It's like this begging way. But I don't do that when I meditate. For me, the meditation is about being open and resilient and allowing and expansive. But my familiarity and the way that I go to prayer is to beg for something for an outcome. <laughs> I laugh because we've all been there. For those of you listening, you know you've been there. You've you've been in both of those states of the begging, but also the think of your deepest forms of prayer, the openness. Usually your palms are open. Your heart is starting to expand in ways you didn't know it could. It's an openness and it's very different than the begging. Yeah. And then there's a question of passive prayer versus active prayer. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, So again, going back to the definition I'm using for today of those moments, realizing those moments where we're already connected, 
um, and tapping into that energy. Sometimes the best way for me to tap into that energy is about action. So it's not just sitting in a dark closet and being quiet. I mean, there's a time for that. But what about the random acts of kindness or the acts of surprising grace that we can give to other people? Isn't that a form of prayer? Tapping into the divine energy that's flowing all around me. Um, So there is a time for passive prayer and maybe there's a time for active prayer. The times when I am most likely to engage in active prayer is after meditation, oddly. It's a path. It's a path to the openness, to being responsive, to not looking for an outcome. You don't meditate for an outcome. I pray for an outcome, but I don't meditate for an outcome. Yeah. Early in my recovery days, when I was uh, just a big ball of mess and having to make relationships right and having to make amends in my life, um, some good friends and mentors in my life reminded me, Ryan, you cannot think your way into right action, but you can act your way into right thinking. Mm, how and beautiful. Man, that saved me. Like Because I would want to sit on things, and I, I just need to think about these. Yes. And I'll, let me think about it longer. Mm-hmm. You cannot think your way there. You cannot think your way forward. You have to act your way forward. Mm-hmm. Act right. And then the thinking will follow. So, um, because this is going to be a three-part series, I'm not going to delve too much into the aspects of meditation that I'm going to cover, but I'm just going to say as an overview that meditation has benefits emotionally, physically, there are actually scientific proven benefits to meditating to the body. And then there's even a third, which a lot of people don't know about, but when we meditate as a community, we can impact our bigger selves, our bigger whole. We can, if let's say a hundred people meditate, their thoughts will impact their city or their town, which comes back to why your the lady who came to visit you said, she I could, could feel, feel that. Yeah. There's a reason. Yes, yes. And I think we, we just think that's fluffy language. This isn't just, there's this is actually the way it is because again, we're there's that energy behind it. And we're actually tapping into it. So when we meditate, we're tapping into that energy. Of course you can feel it. I mean, how could you not feel this? Yeah. So we're going to go into in more detail in the other, these following episodes. Yeah, and y'all are going to want to tune in. The research behind this is just fascinating. So I can't wait for you guys to to explore this with us. It's going to be fun. Because a lot of us, we need the data. We need that sort of pessimistic side of us to have the facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even we can know something for real, but we just need those facts yeah, just give, to kind of land <laughs> the plane. It's so true. We need it. Yep. So we'll be going into that a little bit deeper. So, Gargi, I think this would be a good time um, to wrap up today's episode with a time of meditation. And, again, uh, I look forward to you all, podcast listeners, joining us for the next three episodes when we dive into this stuff deeper. I know today we were just kind of breezing through some of this. It's an overview. I encourage you to think about what is prayer and meditation in your life. So today we're going to do a practice that really has the benefit of others as our focus today, our community, our planet, and as Ryan would say, our brothers and sisters all over the world. So let's see what positive resonance we can create with the power of our collective thoughts and feelings. So I want to start today by, let's just notice the coolness of your breath as you breathe in through your nose. 
can you feel it on the inside of your nostrils? And as you exhale, you feel the insides of the nostrils feeling warm and soothed. So breathe like that a few times with your attention only on that coolness on the inhale and the warmth on the exhale. Your full attention is just at your nose. Now tune into the sound of your breath. On the inhale, it kind of sounds like the word so. And on the exhale, it sort of sounds like hum. Your breath mirrors the sound of soft waves as they lap the shore. So tap and tune into that rhythm for the next few breaths. So on the inhale, hum on the exhale, the sound of your breath. And as you do this, you might just feel your body dropping into this relaxation response. You're just touching to that area of relaxation. So let's sink a bit deeper and soften your forehead. Just bring your attention to your forehead and just let it relax. Bring your attention to your jaw and just let that relax. Maybe open the jaw a little to let it release. Relax your shoulders until you can feel this relaxation all the way into your fingertips. So relax from your fingertips to your shoulders and all the way back down from your shoulders to your fingertips. You can use your breath inhaling up through the arms and exhaling down the arms to the fingertips. Relaxation up, relaxation down. Now just relax your tummy, your lower back, your thighs, calves, feet and all the way to the toes. Soften and relax the muscles in your legs. Soften and relax the hips, the joints. And see if you can even tune into relaxing your heart and lungs. What does it feel like to relax your heart and your lungs? Just observe your breathing. Where has your breathing gone? It's probably slow and shallow. And now from this deep relaxation, let's bring in our feelings. The feelings that we want to radiate out and synchronize with each other. So think of something or someone you have deep compassion for. Not pity, but compassion and empathy. And notice where you feel that feeling. Most often it's in our hearts. See if you can build that feeling of compassion and empathy so that it's the size of your fist. It's a concentrated, energetic feeling of compassion and empathy. And then expand it to the size of a soccer ball. And then to fill your whole body Maybe there's a colour, 
or a shape or something. You can maybe even see this energy as it fills your body. Don't rush this, just give it some space. Then I want you to see if you can push this feeling of compassion out through your pores. So you're gonna send this out of your skin through your millions of pores on your skin. Send it out as if you are radiating Wi-Fi radiate that out across your suburb or your neighborhood through the building that you're in the community that you're with and now feel this Wi-Fi connecting with others and picking up strength it's joining like little dots and now it's covering your whole city or your town Imagine it blanketing your whole state and slowly spreading to cover the country you live in, wrapping across the oceans, other countries, bodies of water, forests, deserts, mountains, everything you love until it connects around our whole planet like big arms, this whole planet that we share. This compassion powerfully radiating from you as the source. Just notice how that feels to be the source, but to be the, a part of everything else at the same time. to be one of many hands joining together to connect our world. Really allow this energy of love and kindness take hold of all of you. Notice that sensation, notice how good it feels. Take in a nice long strong inhale and hold that breath. Deep exhale out, sighing and opening the eyes. Well, my brothers from other mothers and sisters from other misters, it's good to be with you today and I can't wait to journey with you all for the next three episodes through prayer and meditation. What is it? What does it do to us? What does it do for the world? So join us next time for more Third Way Thinking.